Dude, we're recording. How good. First live podcast. <laughs> Let's go. Mate, I'm, I'm going to admit, I've actually been nervous about this. Like, I haven't oh. been nervous for a single podcast we've done. <laughs> and I stopped. So, I've done 60-odd podcasts from Wandering Bear and this one combined. And I fucking always get nervous with people I don't know. With people I do know, I rarely get nervous. But doing this live... I spent all this fucking time trying to work out the audio stuff, but I thought it'd be worth it because the last couple of times we did it, it just fucked. Yeah, I think I think we determined that was the. It was mostly the Facebook Live, but nothing quite compares to the when you've actually done some audio. You, you've been you've done a fucking black belt in audio technician at this point, mate. So so how I work in life is I just fucking wing my way through everything and then work it out afterwards. Cool. So I'll fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up, and then hopefully if I stick at it long enough, I'll work it out. Yeah. But digging into the fucking audio rabbit hole, holy fuck. And even even when you ask audio people about it, they don't really fucking know what's going on. No. So And they'll go, oh, it depends. And then you've got to take into account tiles and ceilings and fucking windows. And, you know, so I've, we did a test run the other day or I did a test run and it seemed to work pretty good. Yeah. Um, so fucking let's Here see we how are. we go. Let's go. The next step is getting a multi-camera system. I looked into all this shit as well. What's what goes there? Yeah, the... so you can have three cameras <laughs> and then you get someone in a you get someone sitting there and all they have to do is press a button and yeah. it'll go, so I'm talking now, the camera over there will point at me. Yeah. Then you'll talk and it'll go at you and then we'll both be talking and it'll do it live so you don't have to edit it. Can we can we use some Photoshop to make us look skinnier? Fucking <laughs> well, I was just looking at the camera angles there and neither of us look good, so... Oh, that's fucked. Oh, I'm going to take these headphones off. You, you can hear me good? Yeah. Sweet, I can hear you good too. That's better. Beautiful. All right, what's going on? How's your, how's your back? You've been fucking... Yeah, I've slipped a couple of discs in my back, so... I don't think it's been recent, but fuck, it hurts, man. So, I always used to think when I was like 20, I'm like, I don't give a shit about like what happens as long as I get to play good footy. Yeah. Um, and... Now I have changed my mind and I'd like my back back in my neck. There's a price to pay for everything, eh? Yeah, I mean, it could have something to do with the fact I'm way too heavy, but it could have something to do with the fact that, I don't know, just played too many games. It's my funny. My back's killing me. I had, um, it's funny that yours is hurting now because I had, I had 16 years of back pain and then I stopped and all of a sudden I haven't had back pain anymore. And the, the last piece of advice I got on it I got about back pain was you wouldn't get so much back pain if you weren't such a fat fuck. <laughs> yeah, I don't know whether you. Not that I'm saying it. That, oh, no. Not that I'm saying that about you, but I just thought, oh fuck, that's yeah, quite well, direct. Unfortunately, like I haven't, I haven't looked like really the treatment side of it. I need a neck scan because my neck's what's really. I got one a couple of years ago. It wasn't good. Are you getting pins and needles and shit in your arm? Yeah, just like shooty and tingles. Like, everything, it's tight anyway. It doesn't matter. I'm not here to winch. But the, I suppose the initial feedback for for like. Slip disc is like, yeah, we'll, you know, do some work on your core and this and that. I'm just saying that sounds fucking worse than... Yeah. I'd, what do you mean? Do work... I don't want to do work on my core. Just fucking shoot me up with just, something. Just please. fucking fix me now. Just Give me a pill or something. Put more metal in my body, man. I just want... Have you had operations and shit? Yeah, I've had seven. Have you? Yeah. Holy... I went through an entire career without a single surgery. This probably shows you how hard I played. That's fucking unbelievable, though. Some people don't break as much. Are you flexible? Yeah. Yeah, nah, mate, because I like I can't touch my toes with my legs bent. See, but there's um there's a downside. I've got what's called hypermobility, so I could do the splits, pretty much. I haven't stretched for a bit, but yeah. I'd be pretty close. And um, the problem with hypermobility is you don't have any ability to control. And yeah. and like I was never very strong, so I was incredibly flexible, pretty weak. So you bend. 
So I've been too easy. So, but for some, it was good because I never had a serious injury, but it was bad because I had lots and lots of niggles. Well, I'm, I got, I'm three. There's like this hypermobility scale. I'm actually hypermobile in my joint. Yeah. So I'm. I, that's why I never got like shoulder. A lot of guys do shoulders, um, stuff like that. But my muscles, I can't stretch at all. So I'm like a zero out of ten. Fucking hell. So it's a bit. There's a price to pay, eh? Do you feel like, uh, you know, I wish I'd looked up. Uh, well, I was. Saying this to one of the young boys, so we've got a young guy who's 19 and he's having back pain and I've gone, I wish someone had taught me how to look after my body at the age of 19 so that by the time I'm 34, I I'd, I'd, you know, was well ahead of it rather than having to learn it over a period of time. Do you know what I mean? Because it's just yeah. something you learn and your body's different to every other body and then one day someone will say something to you that clicks and you'll be like, fuck, why didn't I know that like 10 years ago? Oh, yeah. I, I, the biggest one I reckon, and I can't really vouch for it at the moment because I haven't been fucking doing it, but mm. when I was about 26, I learned how to eat properly. I still haven't learned that. As in, I was living with a guy who did the My Fitness Power. And he was like, so we just. So you tracking your calories and shit? We did My Fitness Power. And so I was just on calories. I had a certain amount of proteins. And this was fucking three years after, like, not my career had ended, but I, like, I was a pro. Yeah. So I was three years out. And I was just shredded. But did no one teach you that? Or were you not open no, to no, it? No, when you go to nutritionists, like they, all the teams have a nutritionist. They tell you like when you're too fat and they tell you when you're too skinny, usually you just train harder. Yeah. Like I got told, um, so Todd got one in my last year when I was playing and the lady goes to me, oh, you don't look too bad. Take your shirt off. She goes, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you, got, you got about five kilos to lose there. Oh, yeah. I'm going, I think you've been nice. Yeah, I no. Yeah, they used to tell you, like, you do your skin folds. And then they'd be like, yeah, you know, you want that down to fucking X, Y, Z. So minus 100. I feel like that, yeah, that's right. Like, I remember, I'm pretty sure I've told this story a hundred times, but I, I realised that I probably wasn't going to make it when I was at the Rising. And we're playing the semi-final against Canberra. And I was scrumming against Alan Alatoa, who was still only young at the time, still yeah. a wallaby though. And I was just, I just got skinny tested before and I, I asked him... I, Went to him before the game, like, oh, what are your skinnies, Al? And he was like 40, and he weighed 128 kilos. Yeah, and I was 109 kilos, and my skinnies were like 135. <laughs> yeah, like mine were always, yeah, he's a freak. But the, that's about right. Most of those guys are about that. Like, as in, it, a, they're, sub, they're sub 100. Like, all those guys, like fucking Bell and Harry, like, they'd all be sub 100. I, mine were never, like, I think like 105 was maybe the best ever. Fuck, that's not bad. Yeah, it's pretty good, but I was fucking too, I was too light to play. Yeah. I was too skinny to play. It's a hard balance, eh? Hey? I was always very weak, and like, especially with like overhead strength, which requires a lot of, you know, pull ups. You need to be not relatively that, not fat, and I could never fucking do that. A- anyway, enough about us. We fucking did a podcast last week. We talked a lot of shit. And yeah. it's probably good that we didn't put it out, I think, in hindsight. What do we say? Well, we were burying the rebels. Oh, we didn't bury the rebels too badly. There's a degree of, like, elephant in the room. Like someone well, you've got you to be honest, don't you? Well, I think so. I mean, we'll start with the games from the weekend. We don't have to go straight back to that. The Tars did beat the rebels. They should have beaten the rebels. Did you watch it? I haven't watched it yet because we had... We had footy on Saturday and I had drinking on Saturday night. <laughs> it was a slightly underwhelming game. Melbourne continued to struggle to score points. That's just... How many of their guys made the Wallaby squad? It was like Philip, oh, which is actually, amazing, just quietly. I did a live take 
for someone of my reaction to the Wolfie squad, and it wasn't good. Um, a, a, a few. I'd say Jordan Ulessi made it. Uh, I'm trying to think. Rob Yoda made it without playing. That's crazy. Well, Michael Hooper made it without playing, and he's different, different kind of person, different kind of human, though. I'll tell you what, the force had three guys in it. Yeah, that surprises me. Three guys. I thought Bailey Coonsall would have had a crack. If he didn't miss a game, maybe. I know that's harsh, but you've got... Like, I've just got it now. There's no real surprises in the props for me. But then, gee, they've got a few hookers, right? So you've got Falau and Lonergan from... Canberra. Canberra. I would have taken both of them. But then... I don't know what they do at Canberra in terms of the system. You were down there. Yeah, uh, I think they rotate. do like a rotation thing. See, that's fucking harsh. Like, if mm. you're the best hooker, like Lonergan, he was the best hooker. And then they, they you're in the A game. Well, I think, yeah, it's a and hard no, one. And then no. Connell was, went from the A game to the starting team and then back to the A game. Yeah, no disrespect to the A game. Some of those blokes are playing for fucking sandwiches. I've watched, I've watched <laughs> one of them, like a few of them are fantastic when they've got like 10 of the back end of the squad. Mm. And a few of them are awful. Like, Sydney Uni pieced up the Melbourne A Melbourne A team mm. and East we beat Uni on the weekend like they that Melbourne A team should they play in the shoot that one not their good one that one they would come fucking 10th there's a lot of club players there yeah I know but then a lot of club players Fletty Kwatu I uh, wouldn't pick him but do you think there. they pick so many because they're not sure who their guy is yeah well this is like back in the day when they used to do a 90 man squad before World Cups mm. Yeah. Which is everyone at the time there were four franchises. So if you were yeah. starting, you made it. Well, particularly in, in the front row positions or half back even. Mate, um how good Jed get it, you know. And um did you see the article Dave Rennie giving him a rap saying that he's an out and out second rower and that he's got that kind of edge about him? He certainly has that edge about I was going, him. Mate, you should oh. see him on you should see him on the piss. <laughs> um <laughs> That's definitely not being cut. Sorry, Jeb. Uh, yeah, I, I was happy he made it. I, at that point, though, I'd, for him not to make it, there would have had to be something going on. Do some dubious too well. Yeah. I can get we can be here as biased as we like. We're both friends with him, but like he's been playing pretty fucking well. I'd like to hear someone challenge that. No, I agree. And, well, and when you compare against some of the other guys that got picked, like no. You know when people say no disrespect, now you can say anything you like. Yeah, it's like no disrespect, Chubby's fucking piece of <laughs> you're shit. A sh- you're a, a useless low, piece of shit. Low, Jed's a low life, Mate, no disrespect intended. I don't think Matt Phillips has been playing well. No, but also, like, they picked Darcy Swain, Rodder, Matt Phillips, Cato. Cato Neville, Frost. And Cato and Frost. Who are, Cato, I fucking used to spend a lot. I really like Cato. Cato. I don't know how many games Cato's played this season. He's missed the last couple. Yeah. So, like... I like that. I like Frost, man. He's good. I like Frost. I don't know whether he's got the hard enough edge to play Super Internationals at this point. He's going overseas at the end of this year. Yeah, I heard that. Is he going to Japan? Yeah. Ah. I'm pretty sure it's Japan. The yen. Getting that sweet yen. The yen are calling. Who can fucking blame me, mate? Uh, Nick Frost, if you need someone to come over and fucking hang out with you, let me know. Well, um, apparently he's a good time, by all accounts. Nick, apparently you're a good time. Um, ben Donson. Yeah, that's a, that's a left field one. Maybe they want to have a closer look at him because this this forty this forty man camp is like a mid year thing just to check in on guys, mm. start installing some systems. I assume. Mm. Maybe they just want to have a closer look at some guys as well. What about Tony Pulu? 
Yeah, I want to hear your thoughts on this. I like Tony Pooley. Uh, is in, I like watching him play. I thought he's a good buy for the force. I looked up. He'd play for Newey in the sevens oh, yeah. in 2013 because I swear he played internationally somewhere. <laughs> Fuck, do you remember that shit? Oh, I remember problems. <laughs> I remember problems. <laughs> but he, so he played for Newey. He, I like him on the wing because he's a tackle. He can beat tackles. Yeah. Rebels sign Tony Pooley. They fucking should. Um, sign someone who can beat tackles. Um, Sorry, this is a ghost in here. And but him getting picked for the lobby squad at thirty-three <laughs> is a spanner. I don't hate it. I mean, fuck. They're rewarding at least the fact he can do stuff. Yeah. I like that. But who who's unlucky to miss out in your opinion? And who's lucky to be in? Oh, Let's fucking Jesus bury a couple of people fuck. here. Oh, I think Faleti is a little bit lucky to be in with the other hookers around. I think Parecki's Parecki's Deserves his spot. He's been solid. Yeah. I I mean, Leota was good at the end of last year. Mm. But I don't know whether, without playing a game, I suppose he's a little bit lucky. I think maybe some of those Reds guys are starting to, for me, like Fraser McWright, Harry Wilson. Is Harry Wilson in there? He should be. Yeah, he is. If they, he's not, that's, that's someone who's fucking... Like, those guys are sort of overtaking... The older gen, and I say older, he's not that old, but like the Pete Samu gen, Pete, like Pete Samu. So I think those guys, they're hanging on a little bit. Um, Isn't it funny how you can be the fucking man one day and then all of a sudden... You're not the man the next. Yeah, you're out the back door. That's what, whenever guys get injured, I'm like, look, someone will be the man while you're injured. Yeah. But people only remember the fucking game that's on. So you just, as soon as you come back, as long as you're killing it, no one will fucking care. It's about a very it. what have you done for me lately business professional sport. I mean, there's a few people. I think Hoops could have two years off. He'd probably still come straight back into the Wallabies. But yeah. that's more rare than uh, it is common. I don't think any of these guys are like on paper. I'd, I'd, I'd need to see it, some uh, glaring omissions. None of none come to my mind. Oh, here we go. Matamua misses out. For me, that's deserved. not a miss out. Deserved. Yeah. Like, if you pick, there's no point picking three tens anyway. But like, if you're going to pick a forty man squad, you might as well pick Ben Donaldson. Yep. I mean, he, everyone's like, you know what Matamu can do. The Rebels have been very is, poor. Is Ben Donaldson's defence going to cut it at Test level? They defend him in the Channel at the, Super Rugby, but so, it still doesn't. Yeah, you still um, you still can't have a lie. I mean, the answer is no. But I'd probably pick him ahead of Matamu. Definitely. So there it is. And Lucan, Lucan uh, Sakalai Loto missed out. He, well, he's another one going overseas at the end of the year. So that doesn't really surprise me. He's, if you rank these locks, he makes it. Yeah, that's fair. If you rank those locks, he makes the team. He might be injured at the moment. But with the value of if he's going overseas, we, is he going to start in this team? Probably not. Mm. I've got to tell you, though, if, they, if they're the five locks that make it at the end of the season... Holloway's in the team. I agree. He should be in the team. The way he's going, if he doesn't fuck it up and get injured, knock on wood, Jed. Like you bet. Yeah, there you go. It's some absolute biased chap. But someone, someone tell me something wrong he's done in the last fucking six games. But it, it, look, it is uh, obviously we are both biased. He's a friend of both of ours. But I also feel like we're both very honest. Yeah, you if know. he was, I told him. If he was stinking, I probably wouldn't say. He said, "Look, if, if I if I suck, just let me know." And I, and Chubby said. Mate, I'll be the first one to let you know when you suck. But unfortunately for us, we haven't had much ammunition to tell him he sucks yet. Mate, he's, uh, a, he's an undefeated Waratah captain. 
that's <laughs> it's a paradox I never thought I'd hear. What well, can you imagine two, two years ago where he left to go to Japan? If you said, um, you know, you'll be an undefeated Waratah captain in your in a Wallaby squad in two years, playing second row, by the way. He's also stepping down from captaincy this week to Whoa. preserve his. Uh, Mate, un- retire and undefeated <laughs> Waratah captain. Um, that's about it for the Wallaby squad. But so the Waratahs beat the Rebels. I didn't think the Tars were great in that win. But I thought the scoreline sort of reflected, didn't reflect the game. The Rebels weren't going to win that game. They didn't look like winning that game. Um, the whole of New Zealand got cancelled because <laughs> New Zealand's comments. Holy shit. The whole of New Zealand. I've, I tried to put an inflammatory, an inflammatory post on social media just to try and spark some yeah, engagement. And, and everyone's like, well, but they've all got COVID. What would you expect them to do? Expect them to fucking play. No one cares. Um, <laughs> Brumby's. Uh, yeah, the Brumbies beat the Reds. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Brumbies, Reds. Again, good tussle. Um, Mate, watching that scrum go at each other was fucking something else. Yeah, it was interesting. Daniela too, bro. He's a fucking animal. He just decides when he wants to go. He goes go and they, everyone else goes, yes, sir, that's it. Apparently he's pushing a buck 40 at the moment. I'm happy for him to push a buck 40. I'm not an S&C guy, but he's a <laughs> fucking tight head prop who still makes... Plays with Runs. Big, big minutes, carries. And the Drua and the Force had an f- absolute fucking shootout. It's going to be interesting to see how everyone plays out this year. Well, that for me, I, that takes the, the Drua to that middle level where they're now like a game that has to be played because they're able to do it a couple of weeks in a row. Yeah. I think the Force, like, the force need to beat them every time to, to maintain. You don't want to fall to that. You don't want a three-way shootout between yeah. Rebels, Drua, and Force every time they play. No. You want to be above that. And the Force should be at this point. I think their team's good enough. What, um, what are your power rankings leading into... Is this round five or round six? This would be round six. Round six. Power rankings. Brumbies one. Reds two. Tars three. Um, prove me wrong, Tars. Uh, four Force. Five Drua. Six Rebels. What do we do about the Rebels? What, do you, what would you do? We didn't what? bury them last week necessarily. We have, but like we, you're looking very Kevin Foot at the moment. I'm not I've anything about him. <laughs> I've heard he's, a, I've heard he's a, like a nice dude. He's I, a nice fella. I've met him. Yeah, he's a nice fella. He's a, I've heard he's a nice guy. I don't know. My point, as the point I made last week, is I want to know who's responsible for the signings. I need to know who's signing the checks and uh-huh. who sits there a year out. And I know the answer, so I'm asking rhetoricals, but. And sits there a year out and goes, "Yep, this will be fine," because they're fu- they they need to be drug tested. <laughs> it's okay. So you you like American sports, right? Love them. So that burp's going to come up all the way through this fucking high quality microphone. <laughs> so you know, in an NFL team, you've got your GM who's basically responsible for the roster. It's a very hard job to get, and they they tend to be a very high performing person for most teams. Yeah. Once you have one of those jobs, you are the elite of the elite, basically. Yep. It doesn't seem to be the same in this sport. In terms of GMs. Yes, because well, f- from what from the way you've you've been involved in more professional sport dealings than I have, but in my understanding, you've got your head coach who's partly responsible for recruiting for future planning you know, a little bit of signing, but then you've got your GM who's largely responsible for contracting, you know, the, the guys coming through. Is that is that how it works? Because to me, you know, no, 
I'm going to say no disrespect. So now Again. I can say whatever I like. Showtime. But a lot of these guys have done club footy and then they're all of a sudden super rugby, you know, GM, yeah, it's a problem. GM, GM. So, like, how do, how do you go from an amateur sport to professional sport and be considered good enough for that job? I don't know. I think they need to be in the system for a while, whether it's like is it a assistant, assistant GM? GM. But then that's that's more money that, you know, maybe they should do an internship. Well, they're not fucking paying the players so they can pay someone else. <laughs> oh, let's talk about no, 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 it. No, no, I need to finish this one first. The The problem is, at the, like there was a period where at the TARS, you could get be in a negotiation with one of three people who could all sign you. Yeah. Which is, since last week, still my understanding. So if you're a younger guy, this guy can offer you a contract. Yeah. If you're an older guy, this guy will offer you a contract. Well, you could talk to this other guy. So there's no real fucking mate, streamline there. I don't know how it works in Melbourne. I mean, Nick Stoss is the GM. Basically he only started this year. Yeah. Right? He used to be the GM for 10 years or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And then foots the coach. So I don't know. It's strange, it's, isn't it? But like, if, if I don't think foot should be buried if he has... 10% say in, in players. If he's got 80% say in players, I think he should, I think he's got to go down with the ship. Mm. But they they're gonna they're, they're, I can't see a world where they don't absolutely wholesale clean out. They have to, man. They have to. You can't keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. I, I don't know what they do, but you're right. I, I think don't, I don't <laughs> think the Brumbies have got a problem because their second string are pretty good. The Force don't really have a problem. They'll just buy more older guys from somewhere. Reds definitely don't have a problem. Yeah, the Tars have a little bit of a problem if they've got if they if they go five guys down tomorrow, they're not as comfy as they were, um, but there's still some decent guys coming through there like your Langy Gleasons. Um, there's there's a bit of talent, um, but I'd say there will be a bit of a clean out of the Tars. Yeah, because I know DC didn't get that many contract spots next year, but Melbourne if. I'd be retaining 10. Yeah. Where do they get those players from? You need to get the best guys who aren't playing elsewhere. They need to go and get... And I'll check my bias at the door. They need to go and get Tane Edmund. They need to go and get Teddy Wilson. Yeah. Third string halfback at the Tars. They need to go and get fucking... I'm trying to think of someone at the Reds. You can really get all the Brumbies hookers. Get one of them. Go yeah. sign Billy Pollard. He can be a hooker. Yeah. Go sign uh, one of the tight heads from like uh, Fayo uh, from the Reds. Yeah. Just signing. He'll be good. He'll be good for you. Like that's what they need to do. Yeah. Those guys are good footballers. Not getting the look in. Don't go to New Zealand and sign any random fucking ITMB player. Stop doing that. It's <laughs> not going to pay off. It might be cheap. Not going to work. Um, that's how they need to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think if they don't do something, they're fucking crazy. Well, it's gonna, what's going to happen again is the same thing. Every time the team starts sucking, is they go, do we need five teams? Yeah. And the answer is yes, because until New Zealand get a new prime minister, we're going to be playing each other. Oh, so, sorry. Oh, sorry, six teams now. But it works well with six teams. It's good. But unfortunately, one of the teams has a bad squad. Let's bring up the Rupa thing. Oh, I was going mental last week. You I were. was going mental. You were going mental. If I didn't get busy at the end of last week, there could have been. A, I could be. A, I don't know. In prison. Let's. Can you talk about it? Yeah, fucking no. Well, let, let's let's a little bit of backstory into into how it came about, 
and you're very good with details, so I'll probably leave it up to you and just prompt you at certain points. I did rant about this around Christmas. Last year, when COVID hit, basically like Rupa Rugby Australia, the, the, all the boards, they had a meeting, a fucking crisis meeting. Came back to the players and gave them 24 hours to say, to accept basically a 65% pay cut. They then told the agents, um, which is sort of when I became aware of it, you had 24 hours to accept it. If you, if you said no, they said, we'll take your rugby license so you can't go elsewhere. You can't just quit. So that would have been, for me, if you could just say, yeah, okay, I'm out, it's still not a great result on 24 hours, but it's better than nothing. You can then go somewhere else and make money. So Rodder and those guys in the end got released, but the, the first thing they said was, you can't do that. We're not going to release you. So we'll just stand you down. You would put on JobKeeper and you can't play elsewhere. So everyone basically voted yes. So they would, a lot of guys got put on JobKeeper. If you earned under a certain threshold, you're on JobKeeper. I remember there were some guys that got a pay rise going on JobKeeper. Some guys got a pay rise on the JobKeeper. Some guys didn't get a pay rise on JobKeeper. Everyone else took a huge cut, huge cut of their wage. Like this is enormous. Um, like I, I remember um, some, some people we know were, there's a bit of panic going around because the bills weren't stopping. You know, I I think it was illegal, but uh, there's not going to be a challenge of it. Yeah, I think it was. I don't know how it's going to stand up. Like it would stand up to the court. The whole. But even to even to me, like if you were working, if I was working for you, and all of a sudden we went through some mild difficulties, and you said I'm cutting all your salary, I'd be going fuck you. Well, so the the there's no real basic. Basically, the ARU let all their employees, and the reason that they make money. They, they left them hung out to dry in a time where they fucking needed support. Yeah. Like, is, is that an outrageous... No, 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 not at all. But then I suppose they they ended up getting things on track, right, with the amended season. They jumped out of their pay cut. Still ended up in a massive loss. Yeah. The unions end up turning a revenue for that year. I believe. They did. Oh, um, well, the Tars certainly claimed too. I haven't looked into anyone so, else. So, look, the league guys paid their guys back. Union guys didn't, whatever. Didn't expect it. There's been some qualms at the certain at certain franchises with a new CBA came in. I didn't so hear done people like me. Collect, like collective, collective bargaining, bargaining agreement. Yeah. So it's effectively between the unions and the ARU. New CBA comes in. I didn't read anything about it. I didn't see anything about it. I'm yeah. sure the players got an email which they fucking flicked to the side, whatever. Yeah. That stipulated a number of things. Um, but it's awful. It is a fucking awful CBA. I read it. Um, yeah, you, you actually went through it. I went through it and I need to find my notes on it. Mate, but what's that? Um, just while you're looking, there was, I think you even sent me one of the... Um, conditions is that Rupert will not engage in any industrial action yes no they won't assist uh uh they won't basically they won't stir up assist or or aid any player in any industrial action so what does that mean it means we won't help you if you got qualms so sorry let, let just to really put this out there the player's body that the the body that is there to uh, represent the players yes will not represent or assist 
any of the players if they have any issues with their employer. No, they won't. That's a, so that's a condition of the of the CBA. And you've you've read this in the CBA. Yeah, I've got it in front of me. It's it's part of the CBA. Isn't that fucking crazy? Well, it makes no sense. And so here's what's what you can expect. So we f- I found out that there was the CBA had come in because guys who were on WTS hadn't been paid their match payments, and people were fucking confused. And at the Tars, that's at least four guys who have almost played every game. So they should be getting 2000 2500 a match. They weren't getting it. So the CBA they agreed to on to come into effect January 1 said that the the WTS would go from 46 to 52. But it would go to that my understanding and I'm happy for someone to say no no it's, it it worked retroactively. It started in January. So they got the guys got paid for forty six in in November December, yeah, and then as of January one, their monthly fee went up, but they don't get match payments. Okay. So if you do play the first four games, you lose out a little bit, but that was really just what opened me up to the rest of the CBA, which I'll never understand. I don't know how any of the Wallabies guys haven't haven't come out. I mean, Wallaby payments are halved. Bullshit. No, they're halved. Like. The core playing squad value, the like base contract, hasn't gone up since 2020. Uh, the player welfare program clause got removed. Uh, What's well, so that? Explain that. I t- there was like a, there was a section to do with like a player welfare program, blah blah blah. It got yeah. struck from the CBA, so I don't know whether that means someone else has taken it on. Yeah. But it's not in there. Okay. Um, contract spots for CPS went down marginally, but. Like, I don't understand how the Wallaby payments go from 12... To, it went from 12 to 5 in one instance and 12 to 8 in one instance. So, like, what, what is going on here? Um, and then, yeah, they, there's a clause that says there won't be any industrial... Like, if, if you reach out to Rupa, say you reach out and go, look, I'm not happy with my contract. I think something's wrong here. They don't do anything. That is crazy. And what... That's crazy. I know why. Like, I, it's in the CBA... Uh, ARU pay Rupert $1.2 million a year to exist. Each franchise then pays them one fifty. Okay, so, so that is a significant amount of money to do nothing. No, but it's they are paid by the ARU. Of course they're not going to take the ARU to fucking court. They're paid by the ARU. So what's what's the solution? I'm te- I'm, I'll, I'm, I've suggested before, everyone thought I was fucking joking. If you're a senior player... If you're in the if you're in rugby union right now, you need a players organization. You can't have a players organization that's funded by your boss. Your boss. How like how do you expect? Why don't you think your wage hasn't hasn't gone up in three or four years? Like your new CBA, all your payments are cut. Like what what are you guys doing? The, you need to. You, there's a vote in the in the contract with Rupa that if you vote a certain amount of people, you can vote basically vote a no confidence out. You can dissolve them. You need to dissolve them. You need to get a fucking like some smart people who have their shit together, mm. but form your own players association. Fund it with the money that you that you're gonna pay in your Rupert feeds anyway, and have an organisation that will actually go. Nah, I don't think we want to cut Wallaby's payments in half. Like, are you guys not turning a revenue? Well, I would rather that the one point two million dollars was given to the players. I mean, there's so many guys on fucking salaries in there, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. But like, there's right. so many guys in salary in there. On for Rupa? Yeah. How, how many full-time employees do you reckon they have? Ten? I, well, I, they've got one guy at every franchise. 
Okay, so there's six immediately. You've got like a president and a fucking vice president, a general manager. There'd like, be minimum 10. There'd be 10. Fuck. So, they, but like, they need a plagues organization who, uh, when the CBA comes around, go, yeah, this isn't quite up to scratch, guys. Like, so, who's, so, sorry, okay, just because I, I really want to make this really clear. So, who is actually representing the players? That, or do they just purely represent themselves? So if, if Jed Gillespie's got an issue, one of the AUBs will go in and do your negotiations, or you can't even go to Rupert to sort out any issues. You can go to them. But they won't do anything. They will probably suggest that you come to a... Bend over and take it? A little bit. But like that's their incentive. I, I, it's not that I blame them necessarily. That's just the structure that has been formed here. Like, I cannot see an outcome where your guys, your players, if anyone of the players is listening, where your money gets better, your conditions get better, your, your holiday gets better, pay goes up, um, things go up, things better happen for you. If you don't actually have an independent body that's like, mm, yeah, no, we're not going to, we won't be there for round one. Yeah. If the cap doesn't go up in the next four years, you're kidding me. So at some point, I don't know when it's going to happen, but if Australia, like if Australian players want to be paid properly, they need to fight, they need to sit down and go, okay, we need a players' organisation. How many employees does the ARU have? Because they've they'd have significant. They had a massive, in, like in fairness to them, they had a huge cutback in COVID. They okay. cut a lot of their employees. They would have had to have. Yeah, I mean, if players are getting cut, like axed, I mean, their salaries getting axed, they have to. Well. It's a very complicated, well, it's simple in many ways, but it's also complicated because this was all set up before a lot of the players' times. And, like, as a player, you you really wouldn't want to upset the apple cart, would you, like? No, you don't. Because you, you, you're kind of, you're in a team sport, you're encouraged to be part of a well, team and, and to yeah. work with the, you know, and show loyalty and all that kind of bullshit. But you need to show loyalty to each other. You need to show loyalty to each other. And it's not an us and them, but it's like, like, it's like in the real world. Like, unions are very powerful. And they're not unreasonable a lot of times, but they, if they don't exist, nothing will happen. Nothing happened. Yeah, you, you have to work overtime, you have to do this, you have to do that. So they desperately, desperately, desperately need to do something. And there is players' representatives, like, you know, there's players' representatives from the TARS, there's players' representatives. But the, at the end of the day, like, Rupert have no power to say yes or no to anything. Mm. That's fucking interesting. So, look, it's, that was, that's my... I was blowing up last week about it. I just don't... I don't like the way that the players in this country are treated. And That's I, why so many of them go that's overseas. That's why we've got a 21, two-year-old fucking six-foot-eight second rower going to Japan. Not because of how Rupert treated him, because we've got no money. You just got picked in the no Wallaby one, squad. No one pushes it. No, one, no one's pushing for... Like, how the, how the general wage hasn't gone up in three years when there's profits turning, stands heaving. Mate, there's guys I know who are professional rugby players who dig holes on their days off just to get extra money. Yeah. we've said I've said that before, but that's fucking depressing to me. You play super rugby on a Saturday, you're digging holes on a Wednesday. Yeah, man. I, I, I know, like, I, for a long time, our friends were always looking for an extra crust. And it's not out of... Yeah, let's expand my f- empire. It's out of like... Just to feed myself, well, I'm chase f- the dream. I'm only on 40K. I'm in a different state. So I'm paying for the rent, the utilities. Again, in the, in the fucking... Uh, in the CBA, private medical. Like, there was a clause that assisted the EDS guys to get medical. That's out. Like, Fuck. these are the things that someone... Like, the, the guys who are high up right now, 
So I'm talking to like like Nobby, like those guys, like your your age has to do something. I I I'm, I'm I know it a, on you. I know a, a not well known. So, well, he, he'd be relatively well known in rugby circles, who was having his health insurance paid by his New Zealand team while he was in Australia. Guys, I work. He was just paying it because they in New Zealand they pay their health insurance. In Australia, uh, I'm certain we've talked about this before. Yeah, I, I've yeah, I've got a bad habit of repeating myself, but when I was in Melbourne, there was a guy who had to have three surgeries and he did it all at the same time to save money, mm. and he had to fork out fifteen thousand dollars up front um, because the club wouldn't cover it unless he had full health insurance. Yeah, so he had to pay it, and then the club reimbursed him. There's another story which we've talked about of a guy at the Western Force breaking his neck at training and they've gone, you need surgery right now, that'll be $50,000 and then uh, the club allegedly refusing to pay it because he didn't have full health insurance. I just think it's got got weaker and weaker and weaker. Like I even talked to guys who played Super Rugby in the early 2000s. They got degrees all paid. Like they had... Things were paid for. Their like their moving allowances were a lot more money. Like I remember, like even someone like Steve Hoyles, he was doing a, a like a pilot license while he was playing. Yeah, you know, just shit like that. Mitch Chapman, he did stuff. You know, there were guys that have been full fucking degrees from being involved. In Batch has a full, mate. He did his full um, business degree at Macquarie. It's paid for. It's all done. While he's on footy, yeah, it was all the Brumbies. So like, there's still a educational allowance mm. it'd be fucking 500 bucks or something like yeah that doesn't get it's you just slowly got degraded to the point where they don't have a place associated you guys need a new place association mate this live podcast is good eh yeah it's really good oh what i reckon we need we'll get the camera there eventually one there and then one there looking at you yeah well so, so i we think can eventually f- what we need is i see two bedrooms in there i stop paying rent at my house i move down to granola <laughs> well mate you're welcome and we uh if we, you, well, we could. I'm we getting do a daily a, podcast. <laughs> we could do that. We just drink diet cokes on the couch. So I'm getting oh, a new fuck. couch tomorrow because that one's harder. So my my plan, the the plan for this eventually is we'll do it on the couch, but then we'll get proper lighting so yeah. that we can actually because this will look shit. But that's fine. We're we're trying. But the audio will at least be good. Yeah, you hear that, Ben James? I'm in Cronulla, so the audio is good for when you're driving around fixing toilets or whatever you do. Yeah, Ben James, you, you fuck. Um, <laughs> I, I will after absolutely roasting those people I just roasted, which is guys, I'm fucking dead serious about that. Um, Rebels got the draw this weekend. I got Rebels. I don't know how. I don't. I think the draw look better and better. I don't know how they're going to beat them. You reckon the Rebels are going to win? No. Oh, a draw win draw definitely. Win. Yeah, draw yeah. win. Rebels won't win a game this year. I would say their overs unders for wins would be one point five. So they no idea what that means. It means that if they won two, they'd be over. Yeah, their unders would be one and lower. Yeah, they're not so going to win more than unders. one. Yeah, I don't know how it happens. Force got the Brumbies. I think the Brumbies are going to beat them, and Reds yes. got the, Reds got the Tars. I, oh man, that's a tough one. It's a tougher game, but the, if the Tars rock up like they did last week, they're going to get done. I'm picking the Tars. I'm picking the Tars as well. No, actually, I'm not picking the Tars. I'm picking the. I'm picking the. Reds just. I don't. I still don't like the mass changes they make. It freaks me out. Um, fuck. So, f- for those who like to occasionally look at the uh, sports bet, our exclusive partner. Um, mate, mate, we need to start talking about gambling more because because um, 
you know, I've, I've, I've wanted to be a podcaster for a long time. I only pulled the trigger last year. The first live one, so I'm very, very happy that we're doing this, but gambling sponsors are the biggest way that podcasts make money. Yeah. So well, obviously you're a big, big, big time gambler. <laughs> yeah, mate, it's, it's a voice I've never had. Like every time I've gambled, I Mom, lose. can you send me $100? <laughs> that's right. What? That's right. I'll, yeah, I'll give you the paper bag after this. $100. Every time I gamble, I lose. And all my money pretty much goes down the toilet anyway. So that's where I'd rather it go. But if I could win somehow, that, that's the thing. Well, we don't... I we, remember you, we you don't gave bet me on Super Rugby. It, that's it right. just interests me. We can't bet on Super Rugby. It no, interests no, me. That's right. The Super Rugby. I, so I just like seeing it because it, it, it gives you like, they've got some serious mathematicians working out to try and determine, like they've got actuaries, like very, very smart people running the numbers and trying to figure out. They actually have actuaries? Yeah. Actuary. I'm telling <laughs> you. I'm in an actuary once. They normally can't, they're like non-verbal <laughs> like you were you were 10 30 on a saturday um Oops. they've got they've got drew as outsiders 192 okay which is insane rest western force of four bucks 40 to beat the brumbies okay i don't hate that oh. um and then the reds tars tars are almost five dollars to beat the reds jesus christ if i could gamble i might put money on that I think that's a good bet. My yeah. bet would be that I would take the line there, whatever it is. I would take the Tars minus... Give me a line. Tars minus 10 points. Should we talk about the shoot shield at all? Yeah, 100%. We had a trial on the weekend. Um, we played uni. So it was our second trial. Uh, first trial, as I said, oh, we didn't talk last week. We split our talent. So sort of half... Sort of a mixed team. Yeah, yeah, half first grade, half second grade. Um, this week we sort of put out... Uh, the best side we could. We had a few guys out, like weddings, and a baby was born. Uh, things inco- like inconvenient. Correct. Congratulations, Knox. Um, Shout out, Knox. Try not to have it on Saturday, mate. Um, <laughs> or, or training. But days. it was a much better trial. Just it's just a lot. I don't know. You get to train as a team during the week. It makes it a lot easier. We ended up edging uni. Sort of. If I say three tries to two or four tries to three, something like that. But it was a fairly, I was fairly happy with it. Not a lot of points scored, which is a good thing in a trial. Yeah. You don't really want to see eight tries to seven. Um, uni were what they normally are, but you can tell that they've been hit a bit by the guys who've left overseas. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's, but they've still, like, I watched the first grade Colts game. They've still got these six foot six guys. They've got the machine. Just, just absolute, there's always that, a few of the boys in front of me, I hear them talking, they're going, there's always a six foot six second row with red headgear. And I'm like... I want to know where they find them. I don't know. The mountain somewhere? Fuck that. They, they bring them down. They've got like a little town them. or something. Or they yeah, go to they South Africa. But it's, uh, they were really fit. They played... Like it was a fairly good game. There's a lot of football played. But they've, yeah, they've been hurt a little bit. So, I mean, they'll get guys back, you presume, from the Tars. But not as, normal, not, not as many as normal. Yeah. Um, they'll be good. They'll be good, man. They're always They're, good. They'll be good. And then we've got North this weekend. and North, That's a good trial. Yeah. Uh, North will be, I, I expect, a very good rugby side. They'll be good. They haven't had many changes from what I've seen from last year where they, I think they ended the comp first. Is that yeah, right? Some, uh, yeah, well, they certainly won a lot of games. Um, we had Gordon on the weekend. Gordon that, good as well. They'll be good this year. Yeah, they're a good side. They'll They've got good. a really old, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, tr- Experienced. 
yeah, over twenty under twenty five. I can't remember. So if I say old, it's fucking it's a pat on the back. Yeah, they've got like an older front row. They've yeah. got a few fair few props. They've got some get yeah, some more experienced forwards, which and you could tell when you tried against them. So unless yeah. I don't know, unless Couple something happens, that, yeah. then they'll be a good team. I agree. Uh, we were meant to have a trial against Warringah this weekend, but they've pulled out. Something I've never done in my life, Jen Gillespie, is pull out of anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, so apparently we've we have trying to um, work out some kind of game. It looks like we've got something. I don't know who that's against yet, but that would be interesting. Shoot shield or otherwise? Not sure. Literally, hold your phones. We've got three thirty-minute. I don't know, dead. but it made the, something. That's a killer. I've got to tell you that it is. It that is hurts, and it doesn't. I don't know what's going on at that. I mean, this is the first I've heard of it. So obviously, it's not a good outcome for them either. They want to fucking try. Yeah, but. You never know. People. I don't think I've ever been a part of someone pulling out of a trial in ten years. Never heard of it ever. I just I couldn't imagine doing it. To be honest with you, I I was talking to an old friend on the way down here, Blake Sutton. Um, oh, how is he? He's good. He's driving around in his van. Um, and we we're talking about when he stopped playing. COVID has hurt numbers. Yeah. And people, and it's not the first grade, second grade guys. Because they like they're all so desperate and young that they'll they'll train any hour, any time. They'll be there, and so your top thirty-five or so on earth for each would are desperate to fucking be there. But it's the other guys who make up the, all the culture, the fours and threes. They're, the they're not people. really coming back as hard and fast. They're yeah. coming back, but they just had almost two seasons where they were just like Friday morning, no Saturday morning. Eh, you know, I want to grab a, a schooner. A lot man. of guys want to go travel at the moment. They're going, fuck this, we'll go to Bali for a holiday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I, I think teams are going to struggle to put together a fourth grade. I think it's going to be hard. And that means that for the teams that already couldn't do it, it's going to be even harder. I think third grade is going to be the hard one for a lot of teams. Because from what I've seen, and maybe South is different, yeah. a lot of guys want to play fourth grade yeah. because it's, it's social. social yeah. Todd called it fat man's, uh, fat man's first grade which I thought was fucking hilarious because <laughs> there's a lot of good players playing fourth grade but um, third grade's kind of that funny grade because guys either want to be in second grade or first grade or play fourth grade so you almost have to you almost have to recruit specifically for that does that make sense it's fucking hard to well you got to you got to keep the guys who are going to be up in twos motivated enough like the standard of coaching's got to be good enough the standard of play's got to be good enough to when they do drop down they're like alright I'm going to kill it in this good team this mm. team's good um, but I think team. I think that team's going to struggle, and we spoke about this last week. And since it didn't get aired, yeah, the participation agreement. The participation says if you agreement. do not have. Uh, there's a couple of things. Just say your third grade or fourth grade um, forfeit. My understanding is that your second, your first grade will lose points. There is. That's my understanding. And absolutely, if, and you can mark my words on this. No way that that will happen. I. I I agree with you, particularly yeah. if it's one of the big teams. I don't think it'll happen. I think that they will push some of the smaller, maybe southern-based teams if that happens. Just my gut feeling. But the other thing is, is that if teams don't have a, a women's fifteen next year, or for some reason can't field a third-grade colds, then by the participation agreement, they can't be in the competition anymore. Won't happen. No, I agree. The participation agreement, for as long as it's existed. Is worth the money it's printed on. And the problem is, clubs do their best. They go and seek it and do it. But then three or four will not do it and nothing will happen. Yeah. So 
it's no secret Parramatta haven't fielded full teams in years. I don't want to see Parramatta. I like Parramatta. I think that they, they're my sort of next local club. They've, they've got to be in the shoot shield. They've got to be in the shoot shield. Yeah. But like in terms of this participation agreement, there's absolutely no way in this world they will do four grades for a full year. Yeah. Or let's say seven. No, I agree. Seven grades. They'll do a lot closer to five. Yeah. And if they did five for a full year, I'd be very surprised. I agree. And in terms of the women's 15s, we have a women's sevens. Quite a, like they're really, really good. They train a lot. They're, they're a younger, younger squad. They've sort of come through from 18s. I would say it's near impossible to get a women's 15s comp up for every team. Yeah. It's impossible. It's yeah. so hard by next year. Be interesting. Be interesting to see what happens because according to what they're saying, if you don't have it, you're out. Yeah, well... Until shit hits the fan. All, all you need is one person to not agree with it and then the whole thing's out. Well, here's the, the thing. I think, I think what the, the big dogs, and I don't know who the big dogs are. I'm speculating. But the... Uh, they will listen to this show. The, the, uh, the underground, the deep state of the, <laughs> of the shoot shield. I think they're waiting for the parameters and those guys to slip up so that they can do something else. Yeah. And like you, I think you said last week, they're going to want to do a two grades, one colt. I think that's what they're waiting for. So I think they're waiting for the guys to slip up on the participation I, agreement. I think that's going to happen in the next couple of years. I think it will as well. I don't think, I'm not saying that's necessarily a great outcome for the clubs. Um, some of them. Some of them it is a great outcome for. Yeah. But they're waiting for the slip ups of these other guys to say, well, they can't even do this one. What's the fucking point of us doing four grades if they can only do two? Let's go to two. It's fucked up. The whole thing is like just reeks of self-interest to me. It does reek of self-interest. Under the illusion of uh, like what's best for the game. Yeah. It's, there's a lot going on behind those doors and I have no idea what goes on, really. I don't want to know, to be honest. I went to a refs meeting last night. Oh, tell actually, me actually more, really man. good. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. I... I, I, I we said on the hunts, we actually covered some decent things last week, but I, we're big fans of the Shoot Your Refs. Mate, and, Very good blokes. And, and they are all good blokes. And going to this meeting yesterday, and uh, like I've, I've known Matt Callahan for years. Uh, he actually listens to the show, so shout out, Matt. I like Matt. Good bloke. Uh, actually lives just down the road. Really? Yeah. Interestingly enough, might have to have a couple of pints of Guinness at Northies next time you're around. Um, but getting an insight into how they actually go go through and make decisions and, and what they're seeing and the way that they all come to the right decision. It's very, very interesting. It's checklisted, right? Normally. It, it is, but they've, they've got um, two ARs have a certain job, the ref has a certain job, and then when, if, if you hit me in the head, they'll all come together and, and discuss what pictures they've seen and then they've got a process for working out what the sanction is. So, the mitigation. Yeah, and all that kind of shit. And obviously a lot harder because they don't have the luxury of TMO kind of like that I do too but it, it made me go they've thought they've thought about it significant, significantly and longly um, which I appreciated and they're going to make mistakes as all human beings do but I, I feel I feel like often we're quite hard on referees uh, for making mistakes but after yesterday I've, I've come away with the like they're going to make mistakes and I'm fine with it because I know that they're trying to do the right thing yeah like I does never, that make sense yeah absolutely I've never thought like even as a player, I never was like, "Oh no, we have so and so." I never, I just, I like. You meet most of the guys like Will Houston was a ref for a long time. Matt Callan's been doing it forever. Like, they're all nice guys. We see them all the time. They they're take not, it fucking seriously. But they take it really seriously. But yeah. they and then also they like, they're accountable on reviews and stuff like that. Like, I'm, My, sh I'm sure that they have coaches who are like, 
They do. They've got referees coaches and they've got people that can send them clips before oh, I mean, games. And the Shoot Shield coaches yep. would be sending them clips going, well, what's going on here? You I, know, will, I will be. <laughs> I probably won't be, guys. Just, I'm going to leave you alone. I've got enough stuff. No, well, like, even, even yesterday they go, do you have any questions for us about how we do anything? And I'm like, even the scrum, I think Matt thought I was going to ask questions about the scrum. And I'm like, like, if I really think about it, I think you guys are doing a good job. Yeah, pretty much. Like I'd love, to, I, I should have asked and I didn't think till afterwards, but I'd love to know what pictures they're looking at or like if they have any prompts that they, they go through in their head when making a decision at scrum time, just so that I understand. But generally speaking, I think they get the outcome right more often than not. I agree. I think, yeah. I think at shoot shield level though, you normally have one, you either have parity where everyone sits still yeah. or one really dominant side. Like I, 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 I had this thought, and just hear me out and say what you think. I'm I th- hear you out. <laughs> I like doing this. Yeah. We should do this every day. Um, I think team team going forward, if there's any infringement, they automatically get the penalty. Yep. Automatically, if the ball, if the scrum collapses and the ball can be played, they really? have to play it. They have to play. Okay. It. Okay. I'm gonna come back to that one. If if you are taking in, if the scrum goes sideways. Without going forward first, that's a penalty on the loose head proper, whoever's angling sideways, and that's pretty. And if someone's pancaking, so if you're lying flat, flat on your chest with your legs behind you, mm. that's a penalty. Okay. But uh, apart if from I that, had a scrum, if, if the problem is if I had a scrum like that and I was playing good scrum, I'd say get the strike collapse. Yeah. And what? And just and just because they'll, they'll have to play it. Yeah. Get the strike collapse. Does it matter? If you got a good scrum, you'd be fucking pissed off. Like if you had a killer scrum, no, it's a good point. which you do, and you're playing me. It's in on the weekend. And yeah, Gordon got a good scrum, and, yeah. you're, and you're playing me, and I, I just go right up, boys. Uh, as soon as you feel like you, there might be a bit it, of pressure, but get sorry, the scrum if, it, if, if it's obvious that you've collapsed it on purpose, penalty. But if you can't tell who's done it and the ball can be played, I like, definitely think they should play that. Play on. It's uh, you're playing. You're right. Fire. There's ways around everything, isn't there? Playing fire a little bit, but I last week I suggested there be a specialist scrum referee. Yeah, I still don't think it's worst idea not to shoot shield international level. I think it, it's not a bad idea, no, especially so. when especially when you've got teams that are like Six Nations games that are ending fucking six three. Mate, some of the quality of the Six Nations, it's phenomenal. We fuck, we, it's good to watch, man. Ireland, uh, Ireland and France for me, I really like. France are my favourite team in world rugby to watch. They, are. I've watched them, and I. The problem is, like, when you try and use things that France are doing, the amount of fucking training they're doing, you can't quite do it. But I even, I actually, I spent, oh, God, I've got problems. I spent a, a couple of hours last night watching the under-20s Six Nations as well. You do have problems. <laughs> and the French the French and the English side in that were really good. How many hours do you reckon you watch a, a week? Uh, I don't know, 20-something. Rugby, well, I try and watch a shoot. I mean, I watch you. You watch your own game probably three times, or probably watch second grade. Then you watch the four Super Rugby games. Yeah. And then if you, I, I don't usually go to the Super Rugby games for inspiration. No disrespect. I do go to the, the um, I do go to them for some things. But. I like watching the English Premiership for some forward stuff because they're they're doing some good shit in the forwards over there. Yeah, they are. absolutely like particularly the more stuff. I went to Leicester for a while. I was looking at Leicester for a Gloucester, while. Gloucester are good too. Gloucester are fucking good. I feel like Geordie Reid's at Gloucester. Geordie Reid is killing it. I love Geordie Reid. How could we fucking lose that guy? It's funny because I, I, 
I've spoken to people. Ben Mayne killing it. Yeah, he's but he's a good. He's a very capable player when he, he was very young, but he's a very capable player when he's in Australia. But it's funny who was the big dogs at the time and who was the little dogs. Looking mm. back on it, like Nick Sturzak was the big dog in Melbourne. Okay, well, what's your take on all that? Because I remember um, Jack Jack Debrasini, shout out. He was a big dog. Yeah. What happened? What's the common theme there? What's the common theme? Do you reckon some part of the coaching setup might have messed them up a little bit? Or the culture there? I don't know. They put a lot on them. They put a lot on them. But like the, it's, it's like I was talking to someone at a super franchise and he's going, like, mate, this guy's the big dog. And I'm like, those big dogs roll over, but Because as soon as the, co- the coaches will knife them eventually... Like, until, like, four weeks ago, three weeks ago, Carter Gordon was probably the guy that they were, like, you know, big making do. Yeah, like, you know, this guy. And, but then, you know, after two or three games, you know, he's not presenting in meetings anymore. He's fucking... But how... So he's not? I don't know. No, as in, yeah, like... But that's how they do it. hypothetical. Like, but, so, I mean, we have a habit of, like, trying to create the next superstar. And I think we do it in all sports. And I think a lot of young blokes can't deal with that. And I, I, I look back through Super Rugby over the last couple of years... Like Deb is a good example. Like he was, he was knocking on the door for the All Blacks a year or so ago when he was last at the Chiefs. What do we do? We put too much pressure on our, our young guys to be the next saviour. And then you look at guys like Quade Cooper or James O'Connor who were young superstars. Then they had to go away and come back mm-hmm. and mature a little bit. I still think you don't get. I still don't think you. I don't, I, I don't like loading up. I don't like loading up those guys with any respons- with fucking any responsibilities. I, I agree. I more than more than their role. Like you've if you're a hooker, you got to be able to throw. If you're a ten, you got to be able to direct. But like, I don't think they should be captain. I don't think they should be like the media. main guy fronting the media. I don't I think agree. they should be any of that. They've got enough on their plate. Like, so I don't know whether we scare them off necessarily. But it's just funny how things change quickly. Where like a guy's like got the organization at his fingertips, and then two weeks later they. Just go, man, nah. Well, I guess it happens. You say NFL, Bacon Mayfield, go. Yeah, but he had like four, four or five years. And he's also on $170 million. Fuck, that'd be nice, eh? But yeah, look, I don't know. I think... Have you got any conspiracy theories you're around at the moment? No, I do. I do I, one thing I was really annoyed about today was my... Um, the, the, I had to fill up petrol, bro. Holy shit. <laughs> I Dude, filled, I filled up petrol. I went from like sixty dollars to like ninety. I've got to pay rent this week as well, and I'm filling up petrol. Going right over. Well, there's um, four <laughs> kilometers from Eastwood. I'm six kilometers from here. <laughs> I, I got two dollars. I just put it in the fucking buy a moped. Um, I remember when I first started driving. You could put five dollars in your car, and you get like, you know, a good amount of fuel to get home if you had to. But now five dollars worth of fuel gets you nothing. Literally nothing. Or you well, could get from two pro- liters from fucking here to Sylvania. Yeah, like if so, that's killing me at the moment. That's why is that happening? Well, Sleepy Joe. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I'm not allowed to sleep. Mate, what about this? Sorry, we need that over there or there. Um, I paid seven dollars for a strong arm and cap the other day. Yeah, that happened to me as well. <laughs> what the fuck? Has anyone? Has anyone else like like you guys are going to respond to me fucking yeah. in life? What's going on with coffee prices? I went to... Apparently, there's a shortage worldwide. Mum, mum educated me. Shout out to the coffee van. Um, yeah. Also, probably putting her prices up. Hopefully, she doesn't listen to this. But, but there's a shortage of coffee worldwide due to... I don't know why. So, the prices are just going up and up. I wonder if it's got anything to do with the weather in South America. 
but I, I don't fucking know. But set, uh, I I love <laughs> you as you know. I'm a coffee fan. I got a six thousand dollar fucking machine there for some stupid. Which we're selling for petrol. Go on. <sighs> Fuck, I'll sell it to pay <laughs> pay this week's rent. The way things go on. I don't know why I said how much it is, but it's expensive. And uh, I would have three to four strong coffees a day. Yeah. I, I am a retard. That's heaps. Uh, even though I know you can't say retard anymore, I just said it again. Yeah. So I'm a retard. That's heaps coffee. And I would happily go buy at least one a day out because I like the ritual of going to a coffee shop and they're going, hey, Duncan, you having your usual? Yeah, I am. Can you make it a little hotter? Can you make it a little hotter, please? Yeah. Like you know, and it's like a nice extra, little thing. That extra I, pump of caramel. I'm down this morning. <laughs> 100%. Maybe a little bit of honey. Vanilla, maybe a mix of everything. And then you go and you're like, oh, this is nice. And then all of a sudden you go in and it's gone from like 550 or 6 bucks. 6 bucks seemed reasonable at the time. Then I go, oh, that's 7 bucks. I'm gone, $7? I just yeah. ordered one. Yeah, 7 bucks. I haven't been back since. Yeah, we're getting smoked at the moment. Two of two of the necessities for almost everyone is coffee and petrol, Fuck and we're getting torched. Well, I'm thinking of getting an electric bike. I don't have anywhere I've got to be. I mean, I got a gym downstairs which I barely use. <laughs> well, as long as it works, I mean, as long as you can get to places, I couldn't, I can't use an electric bike. But um, yeah, I the will rush is like we're not going to talk politics because no, no, let's talk politics. Just no, so. rushes the rushes the big big oil that big provider of oil. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, yeah. that hurts. Yeah. And you were shut down there. But it just seems like a convenient excuse because I was out in Cowra a couple <laughs> of weeks ago. And it, well, it's not convenient, of course. But mm-hmm. it's, um, I, I think I paid $1.40 or $1.30 a litre. Come back to Sydney, it's two oh nine or two nineteen in some places. I suppose demand, demand plays into it. Of course it does. Why were you in Cowra? Um, I got my auntie and uncle there. That's oh, a fucking like nice Cowra. place. Yeah, I, like, I was going to say I like Well, Cowra. you guys have got a game there, don't you? Yeah. Pretty sure you do against uh, Norse because the Sinclair boys... Shout have, out Johnny Grant. Shout out Sinclair boys. Actually. Sinclair boys have a farm or something out there. That's yeah. a beautiful part of the I world. I like man. Cowra, man. So I did a session with the... Um, I the, saw I saw the Cowra... It's cool, man. Cowra Eagles. And it was like um, my cousins. They, they're all boys that live out in the bush and they've got the best scrum machine I've ever seen. Really? <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, I saw... We've got a lot of guys from Evoker at Eastwood. Um and I saw of the I follow the Evoker. Uh, I think the Evoker Sharks. If I fuck that up, I'm sorry. They got <laughs> they've got a, like one of those remote control tackle bags. I'm going. What? The? What do you think of that though? Oh, I don't think it's necessary. No, I mean, but no. like I think it's cool if it makes four more people interested to come train. Hundred percent for Evoker. But mate, we they wanted me to do a scrum session with them at Cowra, and I've gone. All right, like we don't have enough people to go live because I really like going live. You guys have a scrum machine? Yeah, yeah, it's in the shed over there. <laughs> Gone over to the shed. I'm like, holy fuck. It's better than ours. Oh, yeah. Not well, that that says a lot. No, nah, I mean, we don't really, we don't use ours, but well, I'm sure you don't use yours much. But if, well, if we had a decent one, if there's, you know, some weeks you've got injuries and you've got to look yeah, after people, 100%. I'd use it then, but otherwise it's eight on eight. Um, have we got any other conspiracy theories or anything else to mention? Oh. Any other thoughts? We talked about coffee. That was a fucking big bugbear. We buried the rebels. We talked about Rupa. And the new collective bargaining agreement. Term I didn't know until yeah. last week. Unbelievable stuff. First live podcast. Yeah, Petrol good. prices are fucked. Yeah, it's bad. Australia Post fucked me the other day. I like Australia Post still. Is that it? I think we're good. We're pretty good. I th- I was... Someone asked um, last week... What have we been going for? 
Over an hour. Someone asked last week if the um, NRLW is going to sink because we were talking about getting yeah. 15s teams. Yeah. 100% is going to sink them. Are they paying them? Yep. They just they just announced the expansion. and So what would you do if you were the girls? I'd play NRLW. Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? I would. I've seen some girls who... Honestly, are, if the Roosters came calling for me, I'd probably play at the moment. Actually, I've got one more topic. You know, Go. mentioned that. Go. No, no, no. But I'll quickly say the NRLW base wage is going up. So it was 10 grand, right? Yeah. But they were only playing six games. That's more than super. They were only playing six games. Yeah. So it's not too bad. Fuck yeah. Now it's going up to 20 or something, right? Which we're now we're talking part-time. Yeah. It's part-time. So how do they make money? Through the men's. What? <laughs> It's a fact. Like they no, no. at the moment they'll make money through the wins. Having said that, NRLW, I I watch it. Yeah, it's picking up. So they'll expand to expanding another two teams. I've seen some girls who weren't going that well in Super W go to NRLW. Yeah. So like who are playing, I'd say not top ten players on the field, are now playing NRLW. So why why wouldn't you? Yeah. Why Especially you? when you go from nothing to something. Yes. So I think that's gonna sink them in um answer to yeah. Awesome. whatever question was did you say I have to fucking talk about it the swimmer from Penn State no I think it's Penn State educate me Leah Thomas <laughs> is this the transsexual yes talk about it well, there was a little bit of back and forth about it this week well it's a, it's a good point like I need I need an answer like as, as a first year out of high school good swimmer right makes the swim team I think it's Penn I could be wrong. Yeah. Makes a swim team, which is impressive. One of those big schools, Ivy League. Um, swims two years as a man. Transition. We ranked 462nd <laughs> as a man collegiately. Yeah. Transitions. Has just won NCAA. Won everything. Yeah. Won every event. What do we do? Um, They've changed their rules. You know as Jake well. Shields. Former yeah. MMA fighter. Yeah. He put out he put out a, something on Instagram. He's going, there's never been a better time to be a man because if you are unsuccessful as a man, you could go and be a woman. Oh, bro. <laughs> Jake. <laughs> you can go and try and be a woman. Uh, what, do, what do you do? Where's it? My point is, there's a non-contact sport, right? Like, like do, you have, do they have their own division? I don't know. But like the, the NCAA, like it's all around rules around how much testosterone in the blood per blah, blah, blah. But like she has done puberty, man. Like she, she's big. Yeah. Like big square shoulders. Oh, did you see the photo of her? her? She's massive she's, on the podium. Yeah, on the podium with the other three girls going to take her. So play. like she's winning an event by 30 seconds. Keep in mind, by the way, the Katie Ledecky yeah. smoked, torched her times. So Katie Ledecky is still the goat. <laughs> but... What happens, my question to all like people who are like, yeah, look, I think we've got to go sweet with it. It's like, what happens when your daughter's playing 16 to rugby league? What if they're fighting? Or fighting. Well, fighting's a tough one because not a lot of people fight, but I agree. Did I send you that Caitlyn Jenner tweet? Yeah. Hold on, I've Kate, got to read this out. Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> it's, it's so absurd. Caitlyn Jenner's the most confusing thing in the world because... <sighs> Hold on. She's, conserv- she's a conserv- big-time conservative. Hold on, I've got to find this because it is fucking hilarious. Oh, this is all so many fucking memes and where did I send it to you? Uh, I'll just screenshot it. Well, on, something man. about having the balls to stand yeah, up. The, yeah, had the balls stand up for women's sport. <laughs> I'll, I'll share it on on the Instagram. Like, I can't find it. But what happened? Like, I'm dead serious. Question is what happens like when you extrapolate it and someone plays 
and goes, I want to play for Australian Sevens. Well, that's what that's what could eventually happen. And fucking cave and hurt someone. Mm. It's not fair. So it's it becomes a danger issue. It also becomes like someone's just been swimming their whole lives to come second at NCAA to someone that was a man before. So I don't have any issues with the transitioning this and that. But like, what do you do about? I know it's a afterthought for most people who transition. But what are you going to do about sport? Yeah. What are you going to do? That, a lot of sensitive people in this society, Jed. But you know what China are going to do? They just bread lot No, they're going to go pick their second best 15 of everything and go, you guys are all transitioning <laughs> and win everything. I know a lot of Chinese uh, diplomats listen to this show, so... If you do... They're probably already thinking that. But if, if, if any of them want to come on, I'd be very open to doing a... I would... Okay. I'm open to debating anyone from the Extinction Rebellion. Extinction um, Rebellion? You know the people who dumped uh, garbage outside ScoMo's... <laughs> no, listen. Outside ScoMo's thing yesterday? Yeah. Saying they were from the floods? Yeah. They weren't from the floods. They just wanted to make a point. <laughs> so anyone from there that has is fucking got electricity, wants to debate, happy to debate them. Anyone who's into flat earth. Baptist Church. Westboro Baptist Church. So have I told you the story about Cal joining their Facebook group? Yeah. So Chubby's brother joined... The Westboro Baptist Church <laughs> Facebook group. Only some people know what that is, but effectively, they're the most extreme church you'll ever see. They picket um, the f- funerals of um, soldiers and stuff. They're very bad. Mate, they, um, you know, Tom Segura, the comedian. Yeah, they picketed him the other day. <laughs> I'd fucking love that if they turned up here. <laughs> Mate, Scamo actually doesn't live that far away from here. You could uh, you could drive past his place on the way home. Exchange notes. That's right. They're good to get him on the podcast. If we got Scomo on the podcast, I feel like... I've had beers with him. Tell you what, he's up, up Cronulla ring on the weekend. Right. Up, up. Mate, so Cronulla. we played Gordon maybe last year at Gordon. Oh, did we play him? It was last year or the year before. Sin- year before, sitting in the crowd, and then all of a sudden Scomo walks in with his goons drinking beers. Yeah, look... I think he genuinely dislikes going to the footy. A lot of people don't like it. I... How, how do you ever succeed at that job, man? Oh, you can't. But I actually don't... Like, I... I don't have strong feelings to or against Goma, but I like the fact that he at least appears to be somewhat of a normal human. He's got a beer. So this is... I've seen the video of you yeah. guys forcing him to skull a beer. Yeah, no, so he was... It was the year you guys beat us in the grand final. Um, so for what for whatever genius reason, our club decided to book uh, Scomo's election night party at Sylvania Waters that night because they didn't think we were going to get there. <laughs> <laughs> And I think he was the immigration minister or the finance minister or something. So we walked in and there's all these politicians there. And I know some, some politicians are wild boys, but a lot of them really aren't. And um, I've got Scomo's got a beer. So I got my phone out and, and all these monkeys were trying to get me to fucking take my, grab my phone. It's not fucking happening, get brother. Fuck, get the fuck away from me. He necked, a, he necked a beer and had a couple of beers with us. Yeah, I see. I don't, I don't, I don't, mind, I don't mind the fact that he likes to do things that aren't, on a podium. I think you've got to be normal. I think we've got enough politics chat in this show to piss off our uh, one fan that doesn't like. Or haven't exchanged any views today. So, fucking beat it. Also, fuck you. It's my, it's our podcast. We can talk shit. <laughs> talk whatever I want. Mate, I'm, I'm a fan of this. How are we going to set this up so it looks cooler? Do we get a table and... I don't know. Do I like get, the casting couch concept. We, well, yeah, I think, I think the couch, once that doesn't look like shit... Get a couch, get a couple of microphones, and we'll just fucking talk shit on the couch. Get Holloway involved. Um, 
So he said he's keen to do another one. We need to drive. We need to put it in the back of our car and drive it places. I was thinking doing one in a car would be funny. Yeah, that's what I want to do. We'll literally just hook these up, or we can hold these things. Because then we can just go to ta- like go to task training, or go to like wherever yeah. we want to go. We can, mate, this thing can go anywhere. I got a battery pack for it that lasts for like eight hours. Go to Penny Wong's house. Yeah, <laughs> Penny Wong, <laughs> mate. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I think that I think that's a good way to do it, mate. The last couple of years have been fucking insane. Yeah. Have you th- like I don't know about your life, but to me, things change every single week, every single day. And there's no consistency at all. And the only thing at the moment that's consistent is that there's no consistency. I think there's a quite famous quote about that, something to do with existence. But I don't, yeah, whatever. I'm just sick of just rolling with it. I'm happy to just roll with the punches most of the time, as long as I can get my 13 hours in a night. And um, You're a big sleeper, eh? Oh, massive sleeper, bro. Massive. And you don't sleep at all? No, I do sleep. You it just takes me ages to get to sleep. Yeah, well, mate, the yeah. guy who has 14 shots a day of coffee, I wonder why. Yeah, but why am I tired all the time? We need to <laughs> tranquilize you around 10 p.m. Fuck. Mate, something I'd highly recommend to anyone, particularly, with, I know we've got a huge Fijian audience, is uh, <laughs> Carver tablets. Carver You've tablets. got me on to Carver tablets. So good, bro. A little whiskey and Carver tablets. And some Kratom. Just, you just, <laughs> you just fucking, <laughs> ve- you just veg out into another realm. There is nothing better than when you're in a team and the, the coach, who's usually like a 55-year-old white guy, is like, Dude, we need to do like Pacific Island at night or something. My favourite thing in the world because one of the boys would bring Carver and I'll just sit there putting it back like it's water. And people were like, ooh, sort of stings your lip. I'm like, oh, just love give it, me eh? another litre of it. Date me. <laughs> I don't want to have to wait till it gets all the way around the circle. Just put it in my gullet. 100%. It's, uh, we There's did, actually a carver shortage at the moment as well. I know. There's uh, Have you had cappuccino carver? No. There's a chocolate carver as well. Really? <laughs> Man, anything that makes me feel numb, I'm all about that. Yeah, I know Marika Corbett has actually got a carver farm. So Does he? Yeah, so we could reach out to him potentially for a sponsorship. He's in Japan, eh? Yeah, he's not killing, not it? killing it. Yeah, Panasonic killing it. I wonder where, if you get to a point where the money isn't that enjoyable. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like... I know Japan's a great place, but at, at some point you're going to go, oh, I miss like the seriousness and the competitiveness of playing test I think footy. I think if the difference was 100 grand, when the difference is two to one, what are you going to do? Yeah, I, I know what I would do. He's at, fucking killing at, me. At this point, I'd do anything for a good payday. That's why we're fucking doing this, going th- to the edge of the world to set all this up. Yeah, it's just hectic. Um, so, okay, so plan, get the couch set up, get lighting. Eventually, we'll get a couple other cameras. I've got a couple I could borrow, potentially. Then I've got to learn how to edit. And we'll, we'll get this going. Everyone, everyone I've spoken to likes listening to this podcast. I'm glad that, I'm glad that we could sort the audio out. And all it's cost me is my job, um, Ben James. So I'm glad, you're, I'm glad you're happy at your job now so that I could make you happy. Well, I don't know. Let's get some...